This is Courage Cast. Faith, inspiration, and motivation for today. everyone. Welcome to the Courage Cast. I'm your friendly neighborhood host, Eric Nordoff. I hope you're doing well. I also have another guest here, Anthem. You want to say hi? Hi. Anthem is home from school today. Anthem, do you want to tell him what's going on with you while you're home from school? You can tell him. Don't shake your head. There's no shaking of heads here. You come on. Don't be shy. Tell him why you're home from school today. Because I, I think I have strep throat. Oh, that's the worst. I remember when I had strep throat. Strep throat is the worst. How do you think you got it? Was your friend? Mm, well, I went I went over on Saturday um, at my friend's house. And then my other friend, she came over. She had strep throat. Mm. And then she, she sat right next to me, me and breathing on me. Oh, that's the worst. So you also are blowing a lot of snot back, aren't you? Yeah, it's not fun. Well, thanks, Anthem, for sitting here and joining me while I record this podcast. Anything you want to say to the Courageous Community audience? Mm-hmm. Just tell them one inspiring word or an inspiring message. Bravery and faithfulness. Bravery and faithfulness. That is good. Remember those words, friends. Remember those words. Thank you, Anthem. Okay, so today's episode is an interview with the Chewbacca mom, Candace Payne. Candace was a stay-at-home mom and church worship leader from Dallas, Texas. Payne became a household name in 2016 after a video of her trying on a Chewbacca mask. I remember watching it and laughing hysterically along with her. Her trying on this Chewbacca mask went viral. She had over 170 million views, became the most viewed Facebook Live video in history. People around the world were drawn to Payne's infectious joy and ability to laugh at herself during a really silly moment. But what happened next was something Payne never expected. Strangers, new friends, social media followers, and fans, nearly one million on Facebook alone, began asking her how they could too live as joyful as she does. Private messages flooded in from people who had laughed for the first time in months, years even, after watching her video and following her online. Payne realized she had a bigger story to tell. She says this, like me, you've put on a mask at some point in life, denying your true desires, wants, and your identity. What would it look like for you to learn to laugh while wearing your mask? What would it mean for you to feel free enough to take that mask off and embrace who you already are. I bet you want to discover joy, the kind of joy that laughs, loves, and is defiant in the face of difficulty. The kind of joy that embraces the imperfect people we are and helps us heal our wounds, silencing our deepest regrets. You see, what you may not know about Candace is that she had a darker past. She has some dark seasons of her past. And I think we all do. For her, it included a suicide attempt, struggles with depression, and even being homeless. She shares how despite difficult times, she learned to find and embrace true joy. 
Well, friends, I can't wait to dive into this fun interview with Candace Payne. Enjoy it. Well, I am so thrilled to have Candace Payne, the Chewbacca mom, on this podcast. Welcome, Candace. Yay! Hello. I'm so glad. <laughs> well, Candace, um, what a joy to, to have you on. Uh, I'm sure people naturally just want to laugh with you, don't they? Because they see you as the, the person that just laughed so hard and their video went viral. Is that true? Do people, do people get serious with you or do they initially just laugh with you? Oh, initially they just laugh with me, but you know, um, I think some people, when they get to know me, they really, really like to have deep conversations with me, but they're all in fun at the same time. You know, (laughs) I'm kind of one of those people that can be a hired gun, but yet you'll smile about it the whole time too. Like we can have a deep conversation, but you're happy about it. So it's good. Well, I love the, the way that this press release describes you, the joy evangelist. Um, oh my goodness. That is that is really really great. I mean, what a great job and calling that you could have on your life. There's there, mm. I can think of a lot of worse things. <laughs> yeah, can't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of worse things. I I think I'll take that all day long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is great. Well, um it, you know, I I think where I'd like to start our our conversation, although we've already started is to dive into where you were, where you were at the day that you just needed a laugh, the day you decided to go on Facebook and record yourself putting on the Chewbacca mask that we all famously know now, where were you at just spiritually, emotionally, right at that, on that day or at that moment? (laughs) You, you want to know what's crazy is the night before I was on the worship team at my church and, uh, I had about, you know, an hour window to catch some dinner before church starts. And I need to be back there for the band rehearsals and all that jazz. You know, it's a, Mm -hmm. it's a mom life. Kids are where they need to be. I got to get stuff going. And I had this chance encounter with a single mom that had put both of her kids through school and she was starting to talk with me at a Popeye's chicken about how she wanted to basically go back to school for herself and never had the opportunity. And the night before that video happened, I I felt the Holy Spirit asked me to give away $20, my last $20 to mm. her. Wow. And I remember negotiating with the Holy Spirit because she'd gone to the bathroom. I was like, can we make it like a 10? Because, you know, I've got I've got groceries for my own family. Like, what am I going to do to take care of myself? And so what's fun is the next morning I woke up after being obedient to that and giving her the full 20 and just having this really sweet, sweet moment with her. Um, a stranger, right? Yeah, And I I get up and I start my next day and it's my birthday week and I have gift cards to live off of. Mm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like no money in my pocket. Yeah. But yet I was able to get a Chewbacca mask. (laughs) I was able to get a Starbucks drink for free because it was my birthday and I had a reward and I had some (laughs) Bath and Body gift cards. And I find myself thinking I didn't have a penny to my name for another two weeks. Mm-hmm. that's where I was mm-hmm. when I laughed it up. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, is I found myself in the most incredibly rich place of my life where I had fully let go and was fully trusting God for everything. 
And I was living off of the moments that I knew, yeah, this doesn't even feel like, it feels like monopoly money I'm spending today for my birthday. <laughs> you know, it doesn't even feel real, right. but yet he was still meeting my needs. And yeah. then from that, the very next day, when the video had fully gone viral, because I went to bed that night with 1 million views. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, who has a million views? You weren't intending to get all these views, though. That wasn't no. your impression, right? That wasn't what you were trying to do. It was just something fun to share with your friends, right? Oh my gosh, yeah. No, not at all. Are you kidding me? I didn't even really realize that there were that many people that could see it if the public setting was available yeah. until that moment. And so then the next morning when I woke up with 24 million views, I felt like Jason Bourne. I felt like I needed to go into hiding <laughs> and like change my name <laughs> and find a briefcase with international money. <laughs> you know, I mean, I was like, how do I get out of this? Right. Um, but, but before that day was over in going viral, Coles was on my doorstep and they were giving my family literally three years worth of Christmas toys that we weren't able to give to them on day two on day two. So when you want to talk about where was I that moment, where was I spiritually? I was in a place that was probably the most trusting and dependent on God that I've ever been in my life for provision. Yeah. And not only that, he didn't just come through and provide food and my daily bread. I mean, we always hear that. He'll give you your daily bread. Really, what he did was blow my socks off and said, I'm going to do even more than you've asked for. Wow. And that's, I mean, I will never be able to really express the depths of the things that I have learned in those three days of trusting God. Amazing. Amazing. So you had, this was your birthday week. I mean, what a beautiful gift that God could give you on your, the week of your birthday to have this amazing thing yeah. happen to you. And, and just, and just the way you were trusting and the way you just kind of had laid it all down and, and mm. had been in such a place of peace with him. Um, do you ever wonder what would have happened if you hadn't have been obedient? Yeah. To give the yeah. 20 bucks to the single mom or just, I don't know if God really works that way either, you know, like, I but, don't know. Right. Right. But, yeah. <laughs> but I just wonder. Yeah. Uh, I just wonder. I'll be honest with you. It was a culmination of many things that have led to that moment, but I feel like that was the catalyst. Mm. Uh, you know, two weeks prior, you may see on my YouTube channel, I had posted a video about me telling the story of the parables of the person that gave talent, God gave talents to, and mm. then one of them went and buried and one of them went and doubled it. One of them went and, you know, did more with that and invested right. in land. Um, but I, I have this whole YouTube discourse two weeks before that video go, goes viral. And I said on that video, I don't know what God's up to. I don't know what he's going to do, but I promise that I'm all in with him, that I don't want to just bury what he's given me. Wow. You know, that that's prior to that moment. But I feel like that moment with that mom, it, it was the testing of my faith. Mm. That produced character. It produced the moment to say, let's go. Let's go. Now I know. Now mm. I know. Even when it's your last 20 and you're not just making a cute YouTube video, mm. even, you know, then I'm going to bless that. And um, I think God was wait. I think he was just waiting for my obedience. Wow. And, That's a um, tremendous story. Yeah. Well, well, there you go. That's good. <laughs> Uh, so, so, so let's go back. I think this is kind of interesting. So let's kind of unpack it even more, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, you made the video, the YouTube video about the parable of the talents two weeks before that. 
So go back even further, you know, what had God been showing you? What were some of the lessons? I mean, some of the story that I'm reading about you is it includes homelessness, depression, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. suicide attempt. I mean, for for somebody that just knows how to laugh and has a great Mm. laugh and is the joy evangelist, what did you go through (laughs) before that? You know what? I've gone through hell and back. I'm telling you, I, and I don't say that lightly. I know people can, um, we, we like to do this thing where we compare our experiences with others to yeah. see if it really matters or not. And I would hope that people, as they listen to my story would refrain from doing that, that they would fight the temptation in doing that because it really doesn't matter what the exact, um, dimensions are around your circumstance. The fact is, is that it's how you perceive it. Mm. And, um, and we've all heard this phrase before. Perception is reality. And so for me, um, it may not be as dire as circumstances as somebody else is, but you're talking to a nine-year-old kid that was homeless. Mm. And for me, that was my perception became my reality. And I had to choose in those moments over and over and over again to remain positive and to find adventure and risk or to succumb to just a really, really crappy day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a really, really awful <laughs> mindset that says, I never get a break. Yeah. This always happens to me, mm-hmm. always happens to my family. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, I mean, something in me started defying what the world was throwing on me. Mm. And, 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 you know, I mean, I talk a lot about in that in the book, but really leading up to that two week mark. For about five or six years now, I've been on a journey in my personal faith where I have literally been at such a crossroads with God and almost threw in the towel on all of Christianity. Mm -hmm. Because here's the deal. I didn't like what what the outcome was. I thought if this is it, I'm done. Mm -hmm. If this is really what abundant life looks like, my goodness, I'm out. Mm. I, I see. And it's like the psalmist wrote. He said, I, I look up and I see the wicked and they get their hearts content. Mm. They get the things that they ask for. And I'm sitting here watching all these people in the world that don't have a flipping care for a God of the universe. And they're doing fine. Mm. You know, yeah, <laughs> they're doing OK. And, and I'm sitting here going, God, what's the remarkable difference in me? What's the remarkable difference with you and me together? And I was at such a crossroads. And for for the first time about five years ago, I really meant what I prayed and I prayed what I meant. And it changed everything. And about two weeks before the video went viral, I found myself at a new crossroads. And I thought, God, I know you're an extravagant giver. I'm starting to see that in your character. However, if I'm going to literally be Christ-like in everything I do, then I want to be an extravagant giver as well. Mm. But I got to look around and I don't see anything extravagant to give. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, you, you got to give me something so I can give it away. Uh. And it was the first time I'd ever prayed that prayer. And I've gone my entire Christian faith thinking I'm doing really good here. I'm tithing. You know, I mean, like I'm following I'm mm-hmm. following the good Christian handbook rules, you know, right. I'm, I'm the one that I'm like, oh, you know, I just know the whole Romans road. I could lead anybody down it. We will get saved before we leave this coffee table. <laughs> I just find myself really living the church Christian life well, but vapid and empty 
and non-fulfilled and non-enjoying it. Right. You were just doing it out of just obedience and, and hmm. right. And you were doing it out of just kind of, it didn't feel, didn't feel any better when you were doing it. Right. It just felt empty. Mm. Well, can we trust our feelings then? (laughs) I'd say in this circumstance, I'm glad I did. Yeah. Because there there needed to be an alarm that was pinging and there needed to be something saying, this is, this is not the extent of what you're supposed to live. There is more. Yeah. And I feel like most of us get that. We, we understand and we can trust that still small voice inside of us. We can trust our gut when it, when it says, God, what's wrong here? What's off? And then dig deeper. But, but the problem is that most of us, we, we really, we don't even want to dig in and do the hard internal work. We're afraid yeah. of what we're going to find. Yeah. We're afraid of what we're going to uncover. And, um, and most of us feel like, ah, I'd rather be naive to the knowing instead of really do the hard work of getting things rooted out of me. Okay. So that be, so five, six years ago, you, you began this process of getting things rooted out of you. What did you discover that was there? Mm -hmm. And, um, and how did you go, wh- tell me a little bit more about the process of what you went through and then what did you discover? And then how did you, how did you root it out? What were, what were some of the, and to find, to be able to find that joy again? Mm. Well, most of the time, like every other fun Christian, and I'm saying this, honestly, look, some of us are fun. Some of us are not. <laughs> <laughs> you're on the fun, fun scale. Of right, that. right. Yeah. If you don't know if you're fun or not, you're probably not. Um, <laughs> and so that's okay. That's okay. But we all have a place. Um, but I would say most of us that are the fun Christians, we're like, I'm okay. I'm fine. I'll figure this out. I'm going to be positive. I'll look up. But in the deep, dark recesses of being alone and being alone with our thoughts, we know better. Yeah. And we know that there's something that's missing and we're not being fulfilled. Um, Listen, that is, that is the depth of why I even tried to commit suicide is because of already living and walking through that. And I didn't want to wind up there again. Mm. And so I found myself going, I can't do this again. I've got to find out what real life is about. And so I started just making small resolutions. You're asking about specifics. I, every year on my birthday, I would make it my new year's resolution day. Hmm. Um, I felt like January 1st was a big competition and I didn't want to, <laughs> you know, I was like, I'm not going to post myself at a gym somewhere. That's ridiculous. Uh-huh. Um, but on, on my birthday, I might, and nobody would know the difference, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I started doing that and year after year, I, I really started just doing things that were obtainable. So one year and hard to believe, but it's absolutely true. I decided I would eat a taco every single day because I knew I couldn't fail at that. (laughs) (laughs) That was your birthday resolution. That was my birthday. 2014. I promise you. 2014 was taco year. Taco year. Every day eat a taco. And I did. I can have a breakfast taco and be fine. Um, I also found myself, you know, like Genghis Grill one time and I was like, oh, it's getting late. I haven't had my taco. (laughs) Guess what? They have tortillas. You wrap up that Chinese food in the tortilla. Oh, my goodness. This is great. Okay. I'm telling you. So, but then it started shifting where I was like, okay, now that's just fun. But what can I really do? What, what, here's, here's what their question really turned from. What do I want to do with this year compared to what has God already prepared for me to do for this year? And I'm missing. 
Yeah. And I started asking him, what do you want to do with this year of my life? I'm only here on this planet one time for this year. Show me. I want, I don't want to miss it. Uh-huh. And, and in t- 2015, um, I was watching a podcast and the guy on the podcast, he's a preacher. And he just said, I feel like God's trying to tell some of us in this room and even you watching right now, you know, and I'm always mm-hmm. like, not oh. me. <laughs> <laughs> But yet this time I kind of leaned in and he said, God wants you to have an Esther year. Today is your New Year's Day. And it was my literal birthday. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, Esther year. Well, I need to read up on Esther, right? (laughs) All I remember is the flannel graphs. And I started looking at her story and it doesn't say God anywhere in her story. It doesn't say that she was the most moral upstanding of all of the stories we read about. I mean, listen, she spent a whole night with the King and I don't think they were playing Parcheesi. (laughs) And I, I think about who she was to be in the position at the King's side. She went through one full year, six months of purification process and six months of beautification. And I felt like God started whispering something really deep into me. Like one of those, this has got to be way smarter than me kind of thoughts. This is not my thought. Wow. And I felt like he was telling me, baby girl, you trust me and you follow me. And I promise you for the first half of this year, I'm going to remove every impurity and every addiction, every idol from your life. But for the second half of the year, you keep on trusting me. And I promise you, I'm going to make you beautiful in ways that you don't even know you're beautiful. Mm. That was 2015, May 13th, that that started my Esther year. And it ended May 13th, 2016. And the video happened May 19th, the very same week. Wow. that end of my Esther year. And you know, the common comment that most people tell me that are believers, like they'll say, girl, you are made for such a time as this. Mm. And it always, it's just, <laughs> it's like this God wink where you go, you know what? If people really knew what it was like to say, I want more, I want my life to matter beyond the scope of my 80, 100 years, I don't, I don't care what it is. But if I want to be a part of bringing his kingdom, I got to do the hard work. Yeah. And I got to let him have his way. Mm-hmm. And that was probably the first time in my life that I really said, all right, I'm in. I'm 100% in. Mm-hmm. Not just singing a good song at church, making me have this holy goosebump moment, mm-hmm. not feeling guilted from a charity organization, feeling like I'm a crap loser of a Christian, not giving <laughs> enough. I mean, it was the first time I felt surrender. Yeah. And it is amazing what can happen when God takes such a yielded heart and, mm-hmm. and what he can do with it. Yeah. It is, it's different. It's different. Well, I love the fact that it was unique for you and that the way mm-hmm. he spoke to you was so different than he might speak to maybe the non, not so fun Christians who don't set a goal to have tacos every day for 2014. <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think there's a bit about you too that teaches us all and including me to not take ourselves too seriously either. Mm-hmm. To take ourselves seriously in some mm-hmm. ways, you know, take God seriously in us. And mm. just the relationship, but, but, but not also not to take ourselves so seriously is to, mm. to really see life as an adventure. And that's kind of, I don't know. That's what I'm getting from my conversation with you. What do you think about oh, that? My goodness. I ended, I literally just turned in my second book. I know that's hard to believe. We're talking about my first one. That's not even on shelves, but 
15 days from now, but I just turned in my manuscript for my second book. And one of the greatest things I think that's going to be in there is this concept of exactly what you're saying, Mm. not taking ourselves too seriously. Well, you know what that means, Candace, you're going to have to come on the podcast before the second book. And yeah. we'll have to talk about this all over again. <laughs> I'm so excited about it. it I, there is such depth and wisdom to that statement. And most people pass it by. Mm. They pass it by every single day. And they think that, that all these things that we value in our value system of what's important about faith, they are what I like to call foundation bricks. Mm-hmm. But you don't have a pretty building after you put your foundation down. You haven't put any flowers in. You don't have great furniture. You don't have a roof over your head because you're not doing the things that actually are the fun work Mm -hmm. of making a house a home. Mm. And I feel like we miss that. This is one of those main things we miss out on is knowing how to humble ourselves. Mm And, and humility is beautiful. It looks beautiful on everybody. Mm-hmm. It, it is absolutely one of the most remarkable things we could wear. And I think people don't understand that all you have to do to start out to be humble is just not take yourself so seriously. Oh, it's I fine. It. I love you it. know, humility is attractive. Oh my goodness. Isn't it? And in the same respects, pride is absolutely detestable. Yeah. Think about your favorite reality competition show. The person that has the most pride is the one that gets both voted out the first. Yes. You know? Yes. They're like, ooh, that kid. Uh-uh, we will show him. <laughs> he did not get my vote. <laughs> and sure enough, yep. he's, like, he's booted, but he's got the most talent. Yeah. And and we, you know, some of us are like, oh, but he was the but best. But the one that gets walked on the completely is like a pushover. That one gets kicked off second, in my opinion. Uh, uh, it's, it's the people in the middle that know how to work it. They, well, anyway, that's a whole nother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Topic. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole nother topic. No, I'm getting off on on something else. But um, that's true though. It is true. Yeah. The pride is is really disgusting looking. Mm-hmm. Um, and, mm-hmm. and and the the worst part is when we're prideful and we don't even realize it. Um, so that's a, yeah. that's, a that's that's the that's where the humbling comes in. And um, so what happened? <clears throat> what happened for you? And what happened in your life? And what do you get to do now? That's mm-hmm. different since you had this experience of 170 million views and the most mm. most viewed viral video i know you i know what you did right after it seemed like for a month i kept seeing you on <laughs> you know at lucas at lucas studios and and uh, and wherever else you were i mean every possible yeah. thing you went to facebook yeah. and did everything else but yeah. i'm talking about like after the kind of the publicity of all of that sort of died down what what changed for you mm. well the day after the video or the day of the video going viral that Friday, um, my husband came home from work and I just looked at him and I just said, all right, babe, I need you to tell me flat out, is this going to be a fun weekend? Um, <laughs> or is this something more? And he looked at me in the eyes and he said, I cannot deny for one second that God isn't opening doors for you yeah. and for us. And I remember thinking, all right. And he said, so we're going to continue to walk in every open door. And here's what's funny. 
is that people that don't really have um, this concept of how the Holy Spirit works and how you keep in step with him, they would think that the Chewbacca mom is making the most of her 15 minutes, right? (laughs) Uh, The reality is, is there's not been one advantageous or opportunistic bone in my body. It has been complete obedience from the get-go of what this moment was to what it is today. Mm -hmm. I just continue to walk through open doors and I continue to go where I feel like God's telling me and leading me to go. Um, the book is something that is, is absolutely necessary in not only showing the world who I am behind the mask. I mean, that who really cares about that? But really the big thing is how do you discover joy? Mm. How do you live a life? How do you laugh it up? How Mm. do you, how do you remain positive? You know, yeah. it's one thing to tell my story. I think stories give us a lens to see our lives through yeah. and to learn. So I feel like it's important that I bring my story to it. But listen, I'm not asking for somebody to feel sorry for me or to to feel like that my story has to compare to yours. Not one bit. What I would hope is that whatever comes out of this book is it would lead, lead to transforming somebody's life to where they've said, I'm a victim, I'm a victim, I'm a victim. And they read it and then they go, wait a minute, Mm-mm. I've got more power than I even knew. Yeah. And I can stand in freedom from all this junk and really embrace a life that has defiant joy. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of defiant joy, you created a small group curriculum, didn't you, called Defiant oh, Joy? Tell me yes. about that. Tell me about that. Listen, we went and filmed at six different locations. And first of all, just having people follow me around with cameras was crazy. <laughs> um, but then we put in a bunch of bloopers. Like they they were rolling the entire time. <laughs> and so Great. it is not like a Bible study that you've ever done. Like right. there's bloopers in there. It's comical. You feel as though it's full of joy. You don't feel as though it's stuffy. And one of the things that when I was really thinking about, should we do curriculum? What would be important about it? My thought was this. I don't want a single fill in the blank and I don't want people (laughs) to feel like they have to memorize something. Right. Because I was that kid that would show up at the study group 20 minutes before filling in all the work that I didn't do and then try to act holy about it. And so I just said, I want them to really do tactile things. So this book, and this study guide, when you do them together, I promise, I promise it is the tactile way to achieve joy. Mm. Uh, and it is, it is not your normal homework in a group. Uh, uh, there's going to be days where I ask you to go up to the attic and I want you to get out your favorite nostalgic toy or board game. And I want you to play for 30 minutes a day. That's your work. I that's love your, it. Yeah. Oh gosh, that's so good. This isn't just for women though, is it? Oh, no, it's not. No, it is not. And that's been something that I really listen. I'm glad you said that because here's the deal. You're you're saying that women are the only people that need joy. And if you're saying that it's only for women and that they're the only ones that can be joy bringers. Can I just tell you how remarkable the difference is made when a father and a husband in a home yeah. is the one that values joy mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. and not. And I'm telling you, it's not like he's another kid you've got to raise, but if he's the one that literally brings joy to the atmosphere, yeah. he's, he's who we look to. My husband is so good at that. And I love it. Mm-hmm. Changes the atmosphere of our house every day. Yeah. I can yeah. tell you have a good husband. You've got a good husband just by the way you talk about him and by the way you are, because you're so free in the way you talk. <laughs> 
So yeah. give him give him a little uh, high five shout out. Uh, you know when you see him. Uh, I sure will. I sure will. He and he looks like Jesus. I mean, oh. have you noticed this? He's got like a long beard. I, I, and long I don't know hair. what he looks like. No, I have not seen. Oh, I've not noticed goodness. your husband. So I'll look for Jesus in your next yeah. uh, Instagram post or something. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. It. I love it. So, but, <laughs> so that's called. So the book's called Laugh It Up, uh, Embrace Freedom, and Experience Defiant Joy. And then the small group study is defiant joy what happens when you're full of it i love the double yes. meaning in that what happens when you're full of it is is there meant to be a double meaning <laughs> yes okay absolutely good. all right good i like that that's that's awesome again something not to take yourself too seriously it's great yep. how, how many weeks does that study go by the way it's six weeks and then um what you're going to find is i challenge whoever goes through it to try to go back through it at <clears throat> least once every year okay and then um, I, I ask you to teach it as well. I ask you to be the leader at a table or a small group because here's why. I've only found, and this is part of my tactile work, I've only found that I learn something well when I'm able to replicate it and then teach it. Yes. And so um, I think that just needs to be a skill. If you're really going to find joy, you can't just go through it once and then go, oh, I, my head knows. Nope. Well, now your body needs to know it. And then yeah. now you need to be able to teach it and inspire other people to do it. Because when you're doing that, you start actually living it. Yeah, that's so true. You you got to do do those three things and then yep. it, then it really kicks in. I I find that to be the case too for for anything I want to really be intentional about. You got to mm -hmm. do it. You got to do it. Plus this is something I'd want to do every year. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I would, you know. Um so good stuff. Good stuff. I I love it. I'm here's my big takeaways from our conversation. I'm not going to take any take myself too seriously anymore. Yes. Right? I'm going yes. to I'm going to intentionally seek out defiant joy. I'm going to set mm. I'm going to set my new resolution will be done on my birthday, which is June 7th. So every June 7th, yes. I'm going to be doing it. It might start off with tacos. I don't really I'm not a Mexican guy. I probably <laughs> Chinese sounds really good. General Tso's chicken every day sounds oh, like it man. would be really good. I might might not live through the first year. <laughs> Actually. I wouldn't live through the first week. That would tear up my inside. Uh, it's not good a good night. idea. Just please, somebody has to stop you. You've got to do this with an accountability partner. I think. Yeah, yeah. Because you can get out of control with it. All right. Well, Candace, thank you so much. I I am thrilled. I w I want to talk mm. with you again when um the next book comes out. If yeah. you'd be if you'd be open to that, oh, come on the course. Courage I would Cast. Love it. Okay. One final thing I wanted to ask you: What would you say uh, that you have done in your life? that exemplifies courage and why? You know, I feel like every time that I'm taking a flight, it exemplifies courage. And um, I don't say that lightly. I have lost friends in a plane crash before. Mm -hmm. And um, for me, I know what it's like to deal with fears that are external to where they're almost visceral and you can't control them. And they're responsive. And I actually have courage every time I take off and land. And this past year, I've accumulated over 40,000 air miles. <laughs> so um, <laughs> it has been a, a courageous year for me to say the very least that I could say. Mm -hmm. And um, I have learned not only how to live with my head in the clouds, but to actually enjoy it. Yeah. And so I would find um, that those things that really do scare your body that are actual visceral reactions to an event or a trauma need to be faced at mm. some point. And once they are, man, even tarantulas. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, try that. Try oh, that. No, please. Try that. My oh. brother Mark is hilarious because he's like, I would never be underwater in a cage with sharks surrounding me. And I'm oh. like, don't say never, buddy. Don't say never. <laughs> oh. I know people. Let's make it happen. <laughs> oh, no. All right. I guess I'll do it if you say so. <laughs> if you say so. All right, Candace, thank you so much for spending time with me today. Thank God, you. God bless you in, in the next year of your life. Thank you so much. It's been fun. It's been fun too.